It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today I am talking about conscious cock. Yeah, give me some of that. And I am here with Dominique DeVita, a fucking badass Tantra teacher. She is a also a registered nurse. She specializes in cardiac and surgical care, uh, but she's really come to understand human human fears, their deepest regrets, and she is so passionate about you living your life fully and passionately before you take your last breath. She is a certified transformational Tantra coach. Uh, She guides others to master self-love, to experience the power of bliss and soulful, connected love, and her mission is to help you live life fully from a place of magic, love, and abundance. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited about this conversation that we're about to have. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me here. I love to talk about these juicy topics. So thank you so much for the invitation to dive deeper into this. Absolutely. Like I was saying to you a moment ago before we popped on, like one of the most fun things about having this podcast is I get to actually meet these amazing people like yourself that I see on Instagram, doing festivals, things like that. And like, I get to actually have a conversation and see your face and bridge that gap. Uh, and so it's really is my, my pleasure to be here and talking with oh, you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly honored. And all, you know, everything that we do as Tantra coaches is about bridging the gap, the gaps between having amazing pleasure, connection, intimacy. So, so fitting that we're bridging this gap here and it's lovely to connect with you. So, okay. Tell me your bio in a nutshell. Like how did you get to this place? Nutshell, pun intended. Okay, so (laughs) I was really like uh, Samantha from Sex in the City and um, having conquests. And so I did not know that this partner I hooked up with 
had conscious cock. I did not know that he had been studying Tantra for a long time and mastered the art of ejaculation control and male multiple orgasm. And he did not tell me this. And he was also very great with meditation and holding space and presence and just really connecting. And so we had this amazing experience and we weren't on any medications or he wasn't on any Viagra or anything like that. And we just had this amazing connection for about five hours. And I, that's when I had my first soulgasm and I had like my awakening. And so the next morning he's just like, do you, will you come back here to, you know, later tonight? I was like, yeah, is that a question? I'm here. I'm here for this. And when I returned the next night, it was just like, it wasn't a fluke. Like the same thing happened again. And so at the end of that session, and it's not like, you know, sometimes if sex is like so, so, some females can be like, oh my gosh, it's really going to take that long. Like I'm kind of ready to be done with it. But with an experience like this, it's almost like you're just having the best time. So it's just like time stands still. And so even though I knew so much was shared an experience within five hours, it seemed like 20 minutes went by. It was just timeless. The, after the end of that experience, I just sat up in the bed with him and looked him in the eyes. And I was just like, I just want to clone you and give one of you to all my friends. Because I always gave sex advice to my friends. My friends would always tell me to write a book about my adventures. And even my daughter, when she was like 13, she saw me watching Talk Sex with Sue Johnson on TV. She's like, oh my gosh, mom, someday that's going to be on you talking to people about sex. Because that's just my jams, right? And I was like, wow, I have only scratched the surface of what is possible in sex. I do not know how to begin to explain this to my friends. And I feel so sorry for them that they are most likely not going to have this experience. So I just realized that Tantra I just had in my awakening and it was a really healing journey and path for me. And I was like, this is the way to really open hearts. Like I've been doing all this open heart surgery and helping people heal. And I was like, pleasure is medicine. This is the way to help people and impact people before they're you know, in the hospital with, you know, a critical illness or, or, you know, and living, you know, dying with their regrets. And I, all I can do is hold their hand and offer them compassion. This is the way to meet people at a younger place in their life and help them holistically heal, optimize their health. Cause our body is the instrument, it's the vessel for making that sweet music, that love, right? So optimizing your health in your body and then just experiencing so much pleasure and healing pleasure and removing the traumas or the things that are holding you back. So that's how it all started. And I'm forever grateful. And so now I've just, I'm not going to be a nurse anymore. I just quit my nursing job because I was still doing it part time because I've been a nurse for 30 years. And I was like, nope, I'm going to go all in because I'm very passionate about this. So this is my, this is my destiny, my passion. Amazing. Wow. That's so incredible. And I literally hear so much of what you're saying and I'm like, oh yeah. Yes, that's the same thing that happened to me. Yes, yes, I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my brand is Yes Tantra. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I was in a moment so of like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's how it all happens. So I'm like, yeah, more of this, please. I love it. I mean, that's really a big part of my, well, similar to my journey as well. I like, I was. I was training in Tantra before I started having Tantric sex with someone. So, but the first time I did have Tantric sex with a man that uh, really knew all of this, had very strong Tantra practice, like the sex was so fucking incredible. And 
It's hard to replicate it with somebody that doesn't also have a tantric training. Uh, and so I know like there are a lot of women out there that are really excited about learning tantra. And I was like, well, men need this too, because after that lover and I separated, we were together for like two years. And then once we were together anymore, I was out there like searching, like where is another person that I can have sex like that with? And like, I was like, all right, I've got to do something about it. <laughs> so here I am. I went through that too. And I just went through a, pound, a period of even celibacy for a while, because I'm just not going to settle one, it changed, you know, it kept me from being attracted to toxic relationships or that toxic sex that you think is good because it's like you're really triggering each other's wounds and you think it's passion, but it's dysfunction and you right. get the two confused. So like I was not a yes to that anymore. And then I just went really deep into like pink tantra and self-love. But the whole thing was, I was just like, I there's so many men that don't understand this and don't know how to do it. And the thing is like, if a man has this skill set, he can guide the female partner into having a tantric experience, like what happened for me. But if the woman is tantric, has tantric experience and like, we just go and we're with a man for the first time, there's just so much of needing to change their neuroplasticity, rewiring their pleasure pathway. So they have a different relationship to pleasure. So they know how to separate their ejaculation from their orgasm. And that takes a while to master. That's not just something that you can say, Hey, you just need to do this, this, and that. Like, no, it's, it's not. There's a lot that has to, has to be undone because even when males start to masturbate and even for females, when we start to masturbate as teenagers, we do it really fast because we don't want to be caught by our parents, right? So, you know, there's that shame around it. So we do everything really fast. So then your body starts to get, re, you know, wired that way, that pleasure pathway. The more you have sex that way and pleasure that way, the deeper the groove is in the brain. So then when men have been masturbating this way, they've been having sex this way for so many decades, it takes a while to kind of rewire and, and put in new pleasure pathways so they can have a different experience in their bodies because they don't know it's available. So there's things like breath work, you know, um, strengthening your pelvic floor, um, and just being in touch with your sexual energy and how powerful that is. And that takes a while to, to learn that. It's not something overnight. It's not a quick fix. So when you're just with someone, even though you know it or if I know it, if the person doesn't know these things, you know, you're just going to end up being frustrated because it's, it doesn't compare. Like I used to think certain acrobatics and sex and the positions, and I would be distracted and think that was all great. And what was written and down and calls and falls magazine. But now I'm just like, Oh, that's okay. Sometimes, but that's not really what I desire. And the other thing is when men say, Oh, my wife or my partner doesn't really like sex or not interested in sex. No, they're not interested in the sex that you're doing that you learned unfortunately from watching porn and no shame on you because there isn't anything else out there to show you a different way so we go to porn to see what to do and we try to replicate that but that is not what women want period and so whenever men do that then the women get bored with it and it's not taking us to experiencing the high high levels of pleasure that we can have because we can be multi-orgasmic we can have these heightened states of bliss for hours and it's like transcendental. It's almost like you feel high, like on a drug. I know you can relate to this, right? It's so mind blowing and just, it just gives you the best feeling. It's just, it's just like Marvin Gaye's song, the sexual healing, right? It's just, 
like nothing you've ever experienced before. And so whenever you experience that, like, of course, if you're, if you knew how to do that, your wife would be, you would be the one being like, okay, not tonight, honey, I have a headache. Like I really can't tonight. Can you just like slow down? Like, cause the desire will really be there. Like when you're with your partner for a couple of years, didn't you have like really a craving and a really high sex drive to be with him after having that kind of experience or what was that for you? Oh yeah. For me when like, I still want him. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were completely no contact at all for two years. And then he came back into my life and I was like, I'll drop anything, you know? And part of me was like, okay, did I just make it up? Was it, I I was almost like, okay, I've just got to do the research. Like (laughs) maybe I'm just remembering it to be better than it actually was. And I was like, because I've been having sex with a lot of people and yeah, I've had some great sex, but nothing had compared. And so I was like, all right, yes, like I'm going to have sex with you again, even though I know I shouldn't, but I did. And yeah, it was even better than I remembered. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so because at some point I was even starting to kind of doubt myself, like here I am teaching all this stuff. And I'm like, maybe I just like, totally blew that out of proportion and it wasn't as amazing as I thought it was <laughs> time had passed right yeah yeah like two years had passed and so and then like we had sex and I was like no it was actually better than I remembered and like I think it was better than I remembered because of all the growth that I had had in the meantime like how much more practice I had put into it personally um, and and all of that and so like it was just even that much better and I remember like when we were together because we we ended up just you know seeing each other a few times and then we just the relationship is not uh, where we need to be so but like when we were together for that two-year period he would say to me like you're you're such a beast in the bedroom because like I was so insatiable like I never could get enough I wanted so much because it was so amazing and then like you know most of the time now I'm like with a guy once maybe twice and I'm just like no no thanks like (laughs) can be so it can be really disappointing after you've had that experience and yeah you know and men just don't know that they have this power within them to have this kind of experience with their bodies and with their partners you know and they can have full body orgasms and they can be multi-orgasmic and they can you know relax and enjoy and charge themselves up with all of this pleasure too but the person yeah you you definitely have a connection like the person that I was with years ago he told me because and he had he worked with some of the, and actually had dated one of the a really amazing Tantra coach for a while before we met. And when we were together, he ended up introduced me to her because he said, you know, you're naturally Tantra without knowing what it is. Like you're just naturally this way. And he would even share with me that sometimes he felt like in previous lifetimes, we had already done this before together. And so I had this really powerful connection with him, but he had this really big purpose in his life. And he was really doing a lot of things and putting events together and um, doing a lot of humanitarian work. And so I'm just like, I just want to see you like, like, when are we gonna have sex again? When are we gonna have sex again? And he was just like, I have so much going on. Like, I just need to have sex like twice a month right now. Cause I have like these big events I'm putting on at the Rose Bowl with, you know, this philanthropy work and all this stuff and coordinating these things. And he's like, I just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here for my vision. I'm here for my purpose. I just can't be having sex all the time. And I was so upset. I was like, what do you mean? Like, 
what do you mean? Like, who wouldn't want to be with this? Are you kidding me? I was like, so <laughs> and so anyway, it's just so frustrating. But then I have this really, you know, like you get this really deep soul connection with someone that you've had this experience with. So once when I was angry with him and when we weren't going to see one another anymore, and I had a dream that I was really angry and that I hurt him in my dream. And literally he felt it and he messaged me. He was like, are you, have you been thinking about me? Like I haven't been able to sleep the last few nights. I was like, whoa. And then even just last year, I was up in the middle of the night and he does like meditation coaching. And I was like, you know what? I should have probably learned meditation from him while I was with him. And when I first was with him, he also taught yoga. So the first thing that happened was he was also going to teach me yoga, but we never got past downward dog. Okay. Like that was that. But I was like, I should have also like learned meditation from him. And literally that night I was thinking that and I was up in the middle of the night, not feeling so good. And like, he crossed my mind and later that day, and I hadn't, I was in another relationship and I hadn't been speaking to him because I was in this relationship. And later that day, he just messaged me his new a link to one of his new meditations and was like, here, check out my meditation. I was like, okay, like get out of my head now. So, but we have this kind of connection. And then the one other person that I have been with that I've experienced this with, and he's like, cause I'm, you know, I'm 51. He's like 30. And I've had this experience with him and he was kind of like self-taught and everything. Cause his father knew how to do this. And he'd seen his father's books when he was growing up. So he started learning these techniques as a teenager so the connection I have with him is like even clear audience. Like I can hear what he's thinking sometimes in my mind and I'll text him. Like that's just such a, the connection that you can have with someone that you have this kind of intimacy with is like nothing else you'll ever experience. And you will always want to be with those people. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, those two people, I will always be with those people. Whenever it lines up for us to have a chance to have intimacy, of course I will, because it's like nothing else I can experience. And I don't want average sex anymore. It just doesn't interest me. I'm like, I would just rather do something for myself or just be celibate than to have mediocre sex. Yeah. So that's actually a conversation I've had so many times with my gay husband. I've actually had him on this show. His name's Case Erickson and he's super funny. We're just like Will and Grace. And like, (laughs) but one of the things that he has said about that, he's like, yeah, but you know, sometimes I know Sarah, you want the gourmet five-star meal all the time, like, you know, the Michelin rated meal, but sometimes that's just not available and you don't have time to sit there, you know, waiting for that opportunity. Sometimes you're just going to have to go the drive through. (laughs) But we all know, you know, I don't want any McDick. (laughs) I've definitely had some McDick. (laughs) Not healthy for you. There's consequences to that. Oh man. I'm like, yeah, but I can't go two years without sex. (laughs) No, And I totally get it. And that's why one of the things that I teach my female clients is how to have, you know, these amazing orgasms and, and prolonged self-pleasure so that you don't tolerate fuck boys or fuck girls. And so you have that satisfaction, that pleasure within you. But you know, of course, sometimes you just want connection or you really like someone and you can enjoy sex, like for the regular sex. And that's okay on occasion, but that can't be the main thing on my menu. Like, oh no, my like main sexual satisfaction is definitely with myself. But I love the feeling of dick, like inside my pussy. 
I just mm-hmm. love how it feels. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to sit on a dick. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then I get it. And then I'm like, yeah, um, no, I'm done for a while. <laughs> just go in for a tune up every once in a while. But if more men could understand how powerful this is and it's better than, you know, cause like, for example, if, if, if a man takes Viagra and they can last for hours, or if a man can last for hours, like I've been with someone before I've had tantric experience and I had like 20 orgasms with him. And then later he told me, oh, well, I was thinking of math equations in my head so I wouldn't finish so fast. But the thing is like physically on a physical level, yes, I had 20 orgasms. That was awesome. Not going to lie. But then I realized later as I got into Tantra, I was like, oh, the reason I was never interested in seeing him again, because he was like, I'm, I'm in. Like anytime I want to see her, I'm sure she's going to be receptive to seeing me. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then I realized the thing was that he didn't have the ability to connect and to be fully present with a meditative mindset and just be holding space and honoring me. Like he was physically in me, but he was like mentally somewhere else, you know? And so that it's great to have the dick and it's also great to have the connection. Oh, so, for sure. Like you can, there's such a difference. I mean, and that's, you're absolutely right. That's why women are like, you would want to have sex for five hours. Like I would never want to have sex for five hours yes. like because you haven't had good sex for five hours. Like most yeah. women are like 20 minutes is too long. And I, I don't blame them. Most of the time I'm 20 minutes get me out of there. Like I right. got, got what I came for. I'm done. But like when it comes to having tantric sex with somebody, it's like, I want that forever. Like just don't ever stop. <laughs> I know one of my coaches, I've learned from a lot of really amazing people. One of my coaches is uh, they're a couple and he was giving his wife like amazing tantric sex and for hours. And he said like, then he looked at her and he looked her in the eyes and she was still longing. He could tell because he knows her. They're married. They have a child. You know, they're really connected. And he looked at her and he could tell in her eyes that there was still this hunger. Like she wanted more because it's so good. You're just like, more, more, more. Give me, give me, give me. Like, we don't need to stop this for what? Like, I'm just, we can just live in this bed and have stuff delivered to us. Like, why would we, why would we stop? And so that's when they even um, started looking at how to make her orgasms more powerful and, and even approve upon it because there's just still, there's such a desire, you know, to experience this, like such a longing for women desire, this like connection and the presence. And another thing too, is I want to go back to the Viagra. If someone pops a Viagra, yeah, they're able to last for a long time, but do they have, do they know how to really connect and be intimate or they still have their armor and their guard up? You know, do they really know how to honor the space and be like, Oh, this is the goddess. I'm worshiping these orgasms, you know, and, and the energy that I have and we're so divine and it's connected and, and just seeing this person, witnessing this person being in their truest essence of themselves, of letting all the walls down and just being fully seen and fully seeing another person because it's intimacy. Into me, you see, right? So having that intimate connection and having, you know, having amazing conscious cock up your yoni or your pussy is amazing. And for me, it was healing. Like it completely changed my life. Like I stopped being such a bitch. Um, I was like very, very heavily in my masculine energy, which does serve its purpose. But I was always, you know, like being in control, flipping the script, being the one to get shut guys down sometimes. 
And like, I would get angry very easily. Like I was very, you know, I'm a Scorpio. So my stinger would come out and I was like, could be very temperamental at times if people cross me, but now I'm just really chill. I'm just like, uh, a lot of the, like the emotional things and the wounding and the old hurts that I have have started to heal through, through Chantra and through my practices. Yeah, I definitely, I have had that. Like I had sex with a guy who, he was used by Viagra and he could last a long time and he was really hard and he was really good in bed. Like he mm-hmm. knew all the tricks, all the techniques, like he had a lot of experience and it was definitely good sex, but there wasn't connection. And it was, I had sex with him once and I really enjoyed it. And I, but I didn't feel like I wanted to see him again. And I think that is what happens so often. And it's really sad because many men are actually choosing to show up in bed that way also. So there's a lot of men that do want connection and they just don't really know how to get there. They haven't had the training. Um, But then there's, there are so many guys out there right now that are just like actually saying things like, oh, don't have sex with her for more than five minutes because then she'll fall in love with you. Just get in, come, and then get out. And I think these guys, yeah, they're assholes and they're douchebags, but I think they're also really insecure because they don't know they don't know how to have sex for longer than five minutes. They don't know how to satisfy a woman in bed. They don't know how to be vulnerable and connect in a way that feels empowered. They feel really scared. They're just very insecure. And Mm -hmm. so they're projecting this of like, oh, well, I'm just doing this because, you know, I don't want her to fall in love with me and I'm a tough guy. And it's like, um, no, you're a scared little boy and (laughs) grow the fuck up. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. You know, sometimes in those situations, it literally for the female, it just feels like they're masturbating in her body. It's like, why did I even need to be here for you to do a few pumps and be done? Like, and you can't even connect and you're like so guarded. It's really such a turn off. It's just a waste of my time. Like I'm, and energetically, like now I won't have sex with someone if I wouldn't want to be like that person. So they could not have Tantra skills, but if they have an amazing soul and I have a really good connection with them, then yes, you know, I will be receptive to that. But these like fuck boys or people that are and when it's coming from ego. And I used to come from ego too. You know, when I first moved to Los Angeles and I was doing pinup modeling and, and learning burlesque and I was just having, I said, I went there to have my midlife crisis, but it was a blast. Um, but all the male models and everything in LA, I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. But then, you know, and I was even just like, you know, like a notch on my belt in a way of like all these gorgeous men that, or in magazines or on billboards that I was being with, right? Like I had my own conquests in a way and, you know, athletes, whatever. And then when I had this experience, like I was like, okay, it's, it humbled me and it had me realize like what's really important. And the other thing is like when males, if you think that you need to have a status symbol, you need to have a fancy car, you know, that it's about how much money you make. And I, I mean, it's great to be abundant. Yes. But, you know, men want to look outside themselves, men and women both, look outside of ourselves and accumulate these status symbols to represent us and to make us feel like to show that we have value. But really, when you work on your energy and you work on your vibes and that you have amazing self-love and you elevate with your sexual energy, because our sexual energy is our most creative energy, it's our life force energy. 
So when you tap into your life force energy and use it to raise up your vibration and instead of like not frequently ejaculating, so you're constantly draining your life force and you elevate your vibration, you, you develop this like magnetism and you just attract to your to you, you know, amazing people that are at elevated vibration too, because it's like tuning into a radio station you're going to, you're tuning the channel, you're changing your frequency to get into a certain show. So if you even think like TV channels, if you're going to tune channels, one channel might be the comedy channel. One might be the crime stories. One may be the tragic news. One may be the romance, you know, um, one might be cheaters. You know, there you have all these different channels you're tuning into. So what is the frequency of your setting? Because that's, you know, that's the lineup on that channel of the experiences that you're going to get. So you can become like a super attractor and really elevate your vibration by raising your sexual energy, by being aware of who you're with, never fuck someone that you wouldn't want to be like that person, right? Elevating your vibration and then like attracts like, and when you're at a higher frequency, then you're going to attract those higher experiences, those people that are, have elevated themselves. And if you want to be with an amazing person, well, first be your own best lover, rock your own damn world, get your shit together, stop hiding behind this old paradigm, this old bullshit wounding from our parents and our ex-lovers and wham, 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 our victim story, right. step the fuck up and have amazing pleasure and just see how that changes your life in so many ways from the bedroom. You know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, like what happens in the bedroom is reflected in the boardroom. And all that we're teaching Sarah is just like Napoleon Hill's um, chapter 11 of thinking we're rich on sexual transmutation. We're teaching people the skills, how to use their sexual energy to create a life that they desire. Absolutely. And it's, it is, it's so important. I like what you're saying, you know, you can have sex with people where maybe they haven't done a lot of Tantra training, but their energy is in alignment. And like, I, I recently had an experience like that where the guy was just like really a great guy. Like he wasn't Tantric, but beautiful heart, you know, just so open, definitely wanting connection, all that. And it was great. And then I went out with a guy a couple of weeks after that. And there was like chemistry there between us, but I could feel that there were things that were off and like, you can't, chemistry is important, but you can't just go off of that. Right. And so I was like, okay, there's some attraction here, but I can start to tell like, I'm just not in alignment with this guy. And I'm kind of like looking for an exit, right? And so we kind of get towards the end of the meal and then he gets a, sh he wants to take a shot. And then like the real him shows up. Like he'd already had a couple glasses of wine then he took a shot and he just, the stuff he started saying was so sex negative, so degrading to women, starts talking about how he does Coke. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get out of here. But he had elevated to a point where I was starting to feel nervous. And like, there's, I, I talk so much about defending men on like this podcast and other things that I do, because I feel like there are a lot of good guys out there yeah, that get, that get really attacked, but 
there it's important for for men to realize why women are afraid and this is a perfect example of why women are afraid because like this guy when i tried to leave because he started trying to get me to go back to his place with him and i said no and i was trying to come up with an excuse of why to not to go with him that wasn't going to escalate him even more because his energy had just shifted. And I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And so like, I just made up something, but he got belligerent and I got in my car. I drove away. He starts sending me messages through the dating app that we met on. And then I blocked him there. He starts sending me text messages. I blocked him there. He starts texting me from a different number. So I blocked him there too. And I was just like, that experience, I shut off all the apps. I'm like, I don't ever want to be in a situation like that again. So men like realize when you meet up with a woman and she has her guard up, like these are things that, that are legitimately happening in society that women are dealing with. And so it's not your fault that some other guy did this, but it's, it does impact women. And like when you're talking about sexual healing, like that was my experience as well. Like with Tantra, like it really helped me uh, have just so much healing from, from all the wounding, from being in a sex negative society, from being in a religion that uh, shut me down sexually from being in relationship, previous relationships that were not sexually satisfying, but but really they were just more of shutting me down sexually. And there's so much that, that came. And then with Tantra, like I healed so much of that. So I love telling men that you have the power to help women heal from these things yes. that they experience in society. And your cock is so powerful. Like you really can change a woman's life yeah. one way or the other with your penis. And so conscious cock is a big fucking deal. Like yeah. if you really do want to be a man that is an incredible lover, but also an incredible partner, incredible father, like Tantra is, is a path that can really help you elevate to that level. Yeah. And, it, you know, on, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the top one is self-actualization and Tantra is really a transformational tool to help you get there. Oh yeah. And I do sure. love what you share. And I mean, I love, like, I love men. I honor men. I'm so thankful. My, my grandmother would say men are the best opposite sex that we have, <laughs> but you know, I have such gratitude for them. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching them. When I first was going to get my Tantra certification, my first coach, after training with her for six months was like, Oh, well, if you're going to work with men though, I, you can't have my certification because I don't want you to work with men because she was worried that boundaries would be crossed, you know, that I wouldn't be able to hold the, you know, my boundaries with that, or that men might push themselves on me. And she didn't want that to be happening. I was like, no, I can hold my boundary in a situation. But I said, I, so I went and got my certification somewhere else, which was actually ended up being a blessing because I learned more and even went deeper into it. But I said, how can I not teach the men? I mean, a man is the reason I had this experience and I'm not going to leave the men behind. So I'm really passionate about that. Now I do want to share with you though, what you're trying to give the message is like one question I want to ask men. I thought this was so interesting is they asked a group of men and women, what was their biggest fear when they go on a first date, when they meet someone new, the opposite sex? 
men's biggest fear when going on a date was being laughed at. That was their biggest fear when they were, when they were surveyed. Women's biggest fear was being killed. That is complete opposite ex extremes of what we face when we're dating. So that's something that's very real from the female perspective. And it's really not something that males have to deal with. Now, I love, you know, I'm very LGBTQI friendly. I love, you know, I have clients that are transgender, whatever. I'm very open to that. But when you think about men that have like rage or they get upset about because they have homophobia, they're just afraid that those men are going to treat them the way that they treat women and that they're going to push themselves on them. That's where that fear comes up. Like, finally, is a man going to treat me the way I've been disrespecting women? Are they going to try to force me to do something I don't want to do? I think that that's where some of that fear can stem up from those people that are extremely homophobic or afraid of that. So they just need to look at themselves because, you know, you know, we don't need to, we just need to allow people to be who they are and not to have this fear and just have more love and acceptance. And I kind of went off on that, but it just shows the differences in dating and how the sexes and how we perceive one another, we perceive a threat or we feel safe in different situations. It really does. And it's a big issue in society. And one of the things that I've seen too, like there's so much fear when it comes to masculinity, the fear that you've just addressed. And then that also carries over into where you see men being afraid to own their masculine power because they don't want to be what they have seen other men yes. do. And so they mm -hmm. shut down that. And so you've got good guys out there that are like, I don't want to contribute to this problem in society and I'm not going to be that. And so they shut down their masculinity. And then you have women who have been abused by men or have seen other women abused by men and they decide, well, I'm only going to be in my masculine because if I am in my masculine, that I'm as powerful as a man and then a man can't hurt me. And so we have so much wounding around masculinity right now that is literally turned into just this, this trigger word. You say the word masculinity and you've got people on both sides freaking out. And it's, it's one of the saddest things going on in society right now. And I think there's such a huge huge issues that we're seeing all over the place because of this wounding with masculinity. Yes. And you know, the, and I do have clients that are facing those same challenges and I really feel for them. And I just love to empower them to, you know, show the fuck up fully and to step into their masculine energy. Cause we actually need that, you know, them seeing like, women being taken advantage of, or maybe sometimes it's their moms and they said their moms say, oh, this man was hitting on me and they're so offensive. And they're like, oh, I don't want to be like that. So they step more into their feminine, which it's beautiful women are in their feminine energy, but both energies serve us. It's really powerful when both males and females can be in their masculine and their feminine energy. But like you said, when females, because we don't want to be taken advantage of, we want to be taken seriously in the workplace. Like I have a lot of female clients that are like attorneys and they shut down their feminine energy, then they don't have that polarity in their relationships and that intimacy, which needs, regardless of what gender you are, there needs to have like for polarity to have one embody more the masculine energy and the other to embody more the feminine energy to have that spark and that desire to be created there. So it's really important that men learn how to embrace how amazing they are. Like I just, that's what, 
I think that's where you and I really see eye to eye and we have the same passion for that is that to allow males to understand how amazing they are, how needed they are in their, our society, and even for the healing of the planet and the conscious collective. You know, whenever they can show up and be fully in their comfortable being fluid in the masculine, in the feminine, and, and, you know, being able to tap into how amazing sex can be for them and stop trying to duplicate what they've seen on porn and really tap, tap into their full pleasure potential and experience full body orgasms and experience multiple orgasms and even experience pleasure with their, their male G spot is the P spot, the prostate gland, but there's so much shame about that. But I know I like my G spot to be found. So why do we in our society shame men? from finding their G-spot, which is the prostate gland. There's so much shame. So their, their G-spot is hidden in, up in the rectum, and there's so much stigma around that society, like, oh, that makes you gay, that makes you this or that. No, it's your body. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. It's your gut, body. You get to explore it the way you want. And part of that may even be, I think, in conditioning of society is that I think that's a part of an awakening for a male, just like I had my awakening being able to have these intense orgasms and experience their bodies in a different way. So then all the shame is to like shut us down. So we play small and we don't realize who the fuck we are. So like, I just want people to step beautifully in their power, have more connection, more pleasure, more intimacy and show up more fully for themselves and for the planet. Yes, please. Yes. Tantra. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, we need more powerful people that are in integrity, that are in consciousness. And what is really sad to me is I see a lot of people that are in what we would consider the consciousness community that are not acting powerfully. They are, they're playing small. They are just kind of disconnected from society. They're oftentimes really just seem to be in la la land honestly it's just like what where the fuck are you you know like mm-hmm. get get grounded get here in this reality do something with your life and i i know that sounds totally judgmental but like that is <laughs> sometimes how i feel and they have the right to live their life however they want but i'm like if you're really committed to changing this planet get engaged like be here be here now be in this moment like do something instead of just like disconnecting and floating off and you know going into never never land and like i feel there needs to be more people who are in the mainstream who are willing to take a stand stand up powerfully like in the middle of of all the shit, all the chaos that is happening and being conscious in that instead of trying to escape it. Yeah, I completely agree. Beautifully stated. (laughs) Much needed. It really is. Like we just, we need people who are, who are willing to be in the middle of it and, and, and help the, the quote, normal people, right? Like you don't, in order to practice Tantra, I feel like there's this stigma of like, you've got for a man specifically, he has to look a certain way. Like he grows out his hair and he goes around without a shirt and he's barefooted and he has the flowy pants on and, you know, he eats the vegan food and, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, but you don't have to be that. Like you can be a guy. I mean, I work with amazing men. Like one guy is a dairy farmer. Another guy owns a tattoo shop. I've got guys from the military, guys that are firefighters. Like, 
you're just normal dudes, right? That like, right. they're not going off to some eco village in Costa Rica. <laughs> they're showing up here in Western society in real jobs with real women, with children in public schools, and they're, they're making a change in their life and in their relationships. So beautiful. So needed. And that to me is really fucking hot. <laughs> I agree completely, completely. Yeah. It's all about the energy. It's all about the vibe and being in alignment and being in integrity. And then, you know, a, a lot of us, we just got conditioned by our parents because they were shamed and they lived in such shame and being so oppressed that, you know, you, you are afraid to step up and be seen, you know, like when we're kids, like children should be, you know, be seen, not heard, but like you should just stay over in your little zone and don't step out beyond that and don't step up or, you know, don't think too highly of yourself or all of these things. And so we get in this thing of per where we are perfectionists because we're so worried about being judged or criticized, but we just need to be more open and stop standing, you know, like the whole cancel culture, like people sitting on the sidelines and just passing judgment on other people. Like, what are you doing for society? Just worry about yourself and stop sitting there and passing judgment on other people. Just try to be the best human you can be. And if we collectively, if we all just try to be our own best selves, the world will be a better place. Yes, absolutely. Focusing on our business and what do we need to do for ourselves. And then being a guide to other people when they're, when they see you shining your light and they want to step into how, you know, like, Oh, I like the way I see you live your life or I love your authenticity or what you're doing. Can you share more with me? And then just help to encourage other people to be authentic and in alignment too. Yes, we, we need so much more of that. All right, I have a super fun game to play with you if you're down. It's called, oh, yeah. all right, it's called Cards for Humanity. And we have um, some cards here from the Intimacy deck. And I'm going to get those and we'll play a couple. All right, so let's talk about sex. To you, they are based on the chakras. So we have cards of all different colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. Do you have a preference of color? I'll do purple. All right, let me find a purple. And all right, okay, this is a good one. I don't think we've done this one on the show before. My relationship to porn is blank. Mm. Do I have to pick just one word? No, no, no. You can, okay, you can do it. <laughs> I have always not been judgmental about porn and really open to it. But as I learned with neuroplasticity and how the male brain responds to porn and how it can impact their erections, then I realized that, you know, porn isn't always the best thing for us and it can lead to bad sex, you know, but on occasion, I do like to watch porn myself, but I love the porn by, I say he's like the genius of porn. His name is Andrew Blake. And it's very like, he's won a lot of awards. It's very like artsy without any bad acting. And it's just like these gorgeous women and very visually stimulating. So on occasion, I do like to watch that. Um, I actually, Dita Von Teese, that's how I discovered that because she did a uh, porn with this director years ago. So it's just not your average porn. And I also like porn by Erica Lust because that's female created porn. But on the average porn, I, I pass on that now. Yeah. So my relationship to porn, I think it's pretty similar. I, 
I definitely see it as an entertainment value. It's not educational. And unfortunately, that is where the majority of sex education comes from, which is why we're having bad sex, because you're watching actors. You're not watching real people having sex. I mean, they're real people, but, but they're doing a job. They're acting. They're performing. And it really does impact men so a lot. So I'm, I'm not anti-porn. I think there's a lot of value in society uh, from having access to porn. It actually can create less sexual aggression and things like that are important. So not against it, but conscious of the consequences of it when it's you when it's used too much. I will say I don't watch a whole lot of porn, but uh, I have a certain type of woman in particular that I'm really attracted to, and I like the other day this like a while ago this is when I still had the dating apps like I had I was scrolling through and like there was this one woman who was so hot and was like definitely the type of woman that I would want to be with and I was like oh my god and so then I got thinking about her and so like that that type of woman that I'm really into and <laughs> so I just like okay I'm gonna I like wanted to watch some porn with like with women like that and so I did and that was just but it was just fun it wasn't like you know I wasn't going to be watching porn like that all the time or anything and it was probably the first time that I'd watched porn in like I don't know three months or something so I don't watch it very often but I was definitely super horny well she actually reminded me a lot of my ex-girlfriend and that was kind of why I was like also missing I've been missing her and <laughs> so I was like well okay and I got my my little fix and then I was good <laughs> Yes. I, and I, I love that you shared that. Yeah. I, every few months I will too. And there's like something and it's usually, I love it's about the women for me is what I watch in porn as well. And so that's why I love the Andrew Blake. Cause he has like these stunning women. It's just so visually beautiful, but I think just having the consciousness and the intention of like why you're doing it. And then it's not something that is controlling you. It's just something you do on occasion. And you know, I've had some clients, some male clients that I've helped with porn addiction, but then I've had some clients that are so disconnected from their sexual energy. I'm like, you've got to watch some porn. Like that way you can tap into your turn on a little bit so we can turn that energy and rev that up. And then they were able to have full body orgasms after I taught them other stuff. So I think it's a great tool, but like everything, it's your intentionality, how you use it. And if you understand its impact on you. So that's such a fucking great question. Pun intended. <laughs> I definitely want to check out um, the porn that you were talking about. I've heard of Erica Less, but not the other one that you mentioned. Andrew Boy, yeah. He's okay, I'll check it out. Okay, one more question. What color this time? We'll say red. We red. meaning me. <laughs> um, okay, this one's interesting. Sex is usually finished when blank. When I say so. <laughs> 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 good good answer <laughs> you know women actually have a lot of power when it comes to when sex is done and we I think a lot of times kind of shifted on to men and like oh he came and so it finished and there is that but I think a lot of women will 
use their bodies in ways to make sex be done because they're the one they're actually done they want it to end and so they're like they will create the experience for the man to finish for sure they're like okay there's enough of this let's let's put in the finishing moves (laughs) (laughs) or just do nothing so he's bored and he wants to finish yeah I've never been one to just lay there. I don't know. That's just not my thing. But I don't know, I've been told that by people. Like, like sometimes women that are very super beautiful, they'll be like, they just think all they have to do is look good and lay there. And I'm just like, oh, that's just so boring. I don't know. Totally agree. I love, too, I, I love sex too much. It's too great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have an old lover from like, 20 years ago and he still lives like I'm from Texas and he'll still laugh if we talk on the phone sometimes he'll joke around with me he'll be like one more minute just one more minute because that's what I used to tell him a long time ago when we'd be together I'd be like one more minute I just didn't want to feel one more minute this is before my taunter days but I like I enjoyed it I want it to last longer so now when we're talking he's like hold on just one more minute (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) I'm like don't you don't you dare finish wait I'm not done yet I just want a few more orgasms and then (laughs) I I had one lover like that and I actually really loved having sex with him and I would be like that because like I could feel that he was getting super turned on I'm like no don't come yet don't come yet don't come he's like he's like Sarah I won't he's like it's okay he's like I promise I won't (laughs) so funny I love it now you pick a card what color are you gonna pick Okay, I'm going to pick, I will pick, mm, let's go with green and find a green one. The heart chakra. All righty. Ah, a person I love deeply is, mm. uh, a person I love deeply a lot of people, I have like so many beautiful people in my life. It's hard to pick one. Um, I will say, so my, my friend Case Erickson, my gay husband, he's my best friend. I love him so deeply. And I actually, I sent him a message the other day because he tends to be the one in our relationship who's like, the more lovey-dovey one. And I can be, he calls me like his, his little witchy uh his witchy wife and so um like I'm you know he'll he'll get all like sappy about something and I'm like suck it up you know (laughs) so I sent him a message the other day and I was like sending you a rare sappy message he's like oh no put the wine away I'm like I haven't had wine in a week so shut the fuck up (laughs) This isn't sincere. <laughs> this isn't sincere. Yeah. And I just, I was like, thank you for being my person that I can be a hundred percent me with. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, so yeah, I would say. That's so beautiful. <laughs> and I love the witchy woman thing. I'm actually born on Halloween. So I'm like a natural oh, witch. So I love the witchy yeah. vibes. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. See, I knew I liked you. <laughs> you. Oh my God. It's been you so too. amazing having yeah. you. Thank and you. where can everybody find you? Uh, my website is yestantra.com. And then on social media, it's just at yestantra on Instagram and Twitter and um, Tumblr, YouTube is yes space Tantra. So that's where you can find me on the 
internet and on, on every Thursday I put up a new YouTube video and I'm putting up, I do Instagram lives on Tuesday. So I just keep posting a lot of my information there and then on my website and I have blogs too. Well, it's been so amazing. Guys, get this training. Please, please, please. And that is Sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.